This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusica.com. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Hut's Entertainment Report podcast. And tonight, I got a real special guest in the building. This is one of my Sound Clash friends. This man right here, he plays one of the most consistent and the baddest songs out of Toronto. You know who we have in the building tonight? We have Pablo from Soul Survival in the building tonight. What's going on, my brother? What's going on, Muscle, man? I'm respect, good, bro. Man. What are you dealing with? I'm here, man. I'm great, man. Mm-hmm. I'm great. Thank you so very much for coming through, you know what I mean? No, man. It's it's an honor. Respect, yeah. Man. No, man. I said, that's why when I called you, I knew I said, okay, let me call Pablo. From I called you, one, two, you said, okay, you know what? I'm down right away. Ready. And that's what I respect. Respect me. You know what I mean? Soul survival, eh? Yeah. Holy smokes. How did you guys even come up for the name of the song? All right. So the soul come from the soul city. Okay. Originally. Okay. You know what I mean? We yeah. used to we used to go to Soul City dances. You yeah. Know? And as as the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And we used to you know, we used to rate the sound as a as a sound system from speaker box to amplifiers to yeah. The du- right down to the dub plates. And one thing was they always had live artists on the sound. So, um, Soul City? Soul City. Okay. So you'd go to like a house party and you'd see, you know, music would play till in the early morning. Mm-hmm. And then you'd see these singers like Donovan Champion and Barker yes, B. Yes. Screech and Nice. And I mean, I remember seeing Courtney Melody. There was a lot of people that passed through in that, in that time period. Okay. You know what I mean? So we coming up we we seen this live and we said wow you know that was an aspect of it that that we really liked you know mm-hmm. and you know we had friends amongst us that wanted were aspiring artists at the time okay and wanted to to get on that platform you know what i mean in front of you know all these older people our older peers yeah so to speak and and show our showcase our talents you know what i mean so we always had that in mind from we we, we had the sound in mind yeah that's where the soul came from was okay. the soul city Right? Yeah. The survival came from, the difference was we wanted to be a war sound. Yes. Soul City was a juggling machine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which had a following and, you know, the whole sound system aspect. We wanted to take it to the clashing vibes. We wanted to war. There was a lot of local even sounds in the area Mm -hmm. that we wanted to compete against and be the best. Who was who were some other songs around those times? I mean, you had a song called High Voltage at yeah. the time. Yeah, okay. That was around. And then you had Ultima. Yes. Ultima Rock. They were, you know, yes. a, a juggling sound that was mm-hmm. bad at the time, too. It mm-hmm. was cutting some dough. So those were the first two sounds that we really took on mm-hmm. at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy. That's big right there. And what area does Soul Survivor actually originally come from? Originally, it's from Don Mills and Eglinton. Yeah. Fleming and Park. Fleming and Park, the yeah. original yeah. Flemo. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. You see, the funny thing with it, I could even ask you, when it comes to Flemo, we consider Flemo like Scarborough, even though you guys are more North York. That's What do you say you guys are basically like considered Scarborough also? Well, I mean, if you live in Fleming Park, your address says Don Mills. Yeah. Because in those days, you know, wherever the post office was, yeah. whether you was, you know, in Tobago or Weston or so-and-so, it would mm-hmm. say that. But it is North York. Yeah. It's on the tip of Scarborough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our neighbors would be Victoria Park, Palmer uh-huh. Court, and all these places go right up the line. So, I mean, yeah. we were always, especially to people from the West End and people mm-hmm. that are not that familiar, they always consider Fleming Park as Scarborough. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of people consider it Scarborough as well. Yeah, you guys are cousins. You guys are, if we're going to say Flemo, definitely 100% Scarborough 100%. Next door neighbors. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's what it is. How long has the song been around now? When well, did you guys actually build it? Originally started in 1997. That's when we cut our first dub plate. 
that's when we played our first dance, you know. Okay, in 97. 97, yeah. What was your first dub you cut? The first dub we ever cut would have been, it was a dub session where we yeah. brought a lot of the, the area artists that we were working with live at the time. Yeah. We said, we got to get this on dub, you know yeah. what I mean? Because when we started our sound again, we had our own circle of entertainers. Mm-hmm and our little friends that was DJing at the time and singing at the time. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to get a chance to showcase that as well, right? So that's how we started out, was was juggling yeah. in the hopes of clashing one day yeah. with live entertainment at yeah. some part of the night. Okay. Right? Till it got to the point where we said, well, we have to record some of these artists. Mm-hmm. So we went down to Kali B Studio yes. one day. And, right. you know, you go to Kali B Studio, he had the little door, you know what I mean? You had to kind of duck down <laughs> to get to inside Kali B yep. Studio, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And there was Kali B, you know what I mean, with the, with the raccoon tail hat on. And yes. The, the dub cutting machine. And them times it was straight to play. Mm-hmm. So mistakes were, were not really an option, you know what I mean? And that day we cut we cut Toba Chung. Rest in peace, Rest Toba in peace Chung. Rest to Toba Chung. Yeah. We brought uh, Blessed Along. Okay. And we had um, GCP, which was like yes. a rap group at the time. We had JB and JB and those guys. A bunch of boys. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So we, we cut a portion of dubs the day, mm-hmm. you know? And wow. Yeah, from That's big it. right there. So, wow. JB, GCP, Blessed, Toba Chung. That was originally where everything started for Soul Survival. That's correct. Wow, that's yeah. big right there, especially if a lot of people aren't familiar with somebody like Toba Chung. Yeah. Toba Chung was amazing, amazing, amazing artist. Definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. And he was from Flemo side. He was from Flemo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. It's honor working with those people, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, man. Definitely. And I remember even Blessed. You guys featured a lot of Blessed in the beginning days, too. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I mean, in those times, we had our artists that we were showcasing. Blessed was definitely one of them, you know what I mean? From from the days of him actually was Peter P. Yes. Before he was Blessed, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah, from from those times, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Blessed was a big part of the sound in, in the early part, definitely. You're right. And what yeah. was the first clash that you guys ever did? Well, the first clash, back in those times, they weren't, um, you know, official clashes like how they are now. I would say, you know, more commercial style yeah. of clash. It mm-hmm. would just happen or, you know, it'd be word of mouth that we're going to be clashing this evening yeah. a certain sound. So the first sound we ever clashed was Ultima. Okay. Yeah, we clashed yeah. them in Fleming and Park. Yeah. It was a planned thing. Everybody knew it was going to happen. You know, it went down. Mm-hmm. We won, you know what I mean, from there. Um, we clashed. The second sound we clashed was a sound out in the West, Tree Star. Tree Star? Yeah. I think they were from like Vaughn Road or Eglinton or something something like that. At the time, it was um, Lakeshore in Etobicoke, yeah. okay. that side. So I'm not positive it was the same tree star. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stars out there. And a lot of people yeah. say they're my star. Yeah. You know what I mean? So only <laughs> yeah. my star out there. Yeah. I mean, I say tree star lose when I start at night. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and from that, it just kind of, you know, it went on to more of um, a spontaneous type of clash where you'd go to a club like 560, Tropical Beach and these places and end up getting yourself in a war yeah. night. Just out of the blue. Random, just so. Yeah, you know what I mean. And who were the original members on Soul Survival? So the original members on Soul Survival was myself, mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Rankin, yeah. who was the older brother of Toba Chung. Okay. And Beagle. Yeah. Mikey. Mm-hmm. Right. From shortly after that uh, was Mouse as well. Mouse yeah. became the yes, MC. Little Mouse. This guy, I forgot now that you're saying it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, because I remember, because even when you say places like um, HHMS and those type of places there, mm-hmm. that was almost like 
you guys host. You see when Soul Survival steps in? Yeah. Buddy, it's a different it's a different ball game in HHM. Cause that was right down the road, because you said um Palmer Court and that was right beside Palmer Court. So then that's VP. You guys are right down the road. So you guys control. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean we definitely felt at home there, you know yeah. what I mean? Definitely, yeah. That was big there. Let me even backtrack a bit. Even you now, I want to focus on you a bit. No problem. When did you fall in love with reggae music? When did it really touch your soul and say, you, you know what? I love this music here. Man, it, it would have had to been like the summer of, of grade eight going into grade nine. Okay. Going into high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of my high school friends, mm-hmm. we decided uh, we were going to DJ. One of my friends had one turntable, a yeah. Tonics turntable. Okay. So we decided we were going to DJ. And what we would do is we'd go, you know, weekend to weekend when the girl's parents would go away for the weekend, we'd keep a party at the yeah. house. And we kind of became, you know, the, the, the local celebrities. Okay. Amongst the schoolers, you know yeah. what I mean? So we got popular, you know, from Danforth to East York to Scarborough, all up and down Domino's Road. We yeah. were, we'd play house parties, you know what I mean? For free. Yeah. That's a funny thing. Yeah. We were charging. I mean, it was great. You just wanted to get in. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had we had a, a Radio Shack mixer, a realistic yeah. mixer. Yeah. We had one Techniques turntable, mm-hmm. and we had a little sound effects box. Yeah. It had a rooster on there, right. and it had a gunshot <laughs> and a bomb. Classic. You know Classic. what I mean? Classic. So that's what we were working with at that time. Yeah. Was one turntable. You okay. Know, when we started out. And what was the song that you were actually, you? so you were artists when you first started then? No, I was always a selector. Okay. Yeah. We called that song Spin Love. I personally didn't come of up course. with the name. Of course right? we know that song. You right. know what I mean? So that was the start of it. Mm-hmm. That would have been grade nine. Yeah. Yeah. And how long did Spin Love last for? Approximately two years. Yeah. yeah okay. It was it was short. Two years. It was a short period. Yeah. Of time. Short and spicy. Yeah. I remember. Listen, when you say spin love, you have spin love. You have Lone Star. You have um. There was so many other sounds around that time. Mm-hmm. That was around that time, which was also Red Flame was Definitely. around the same time. Also. Definitely. You know what I mean? And it almost seemed like certain times, spin love and Red Flame would kind of hang out from time to time. That that is true. Yeah. That's how I got involved with Red Flame. Yeah. Yeah. Because when Spin Love kind of parked up, yeah, that's when, I mean, we met Spider, right? Mm-hmm. And Spider used to keep auditions at, <laughs> at his mean? garage yeah. at Malvern, right? Yeah. So we said, okay, you know, we're going to ready up. That time, you know, Blessed and Lindo P, they were yes. artists, yeah, right? Um, although, I mean, Lindo P had been selecting from before that as well, Lone yeah. Star, like you mentioned and stuff. But, you know, he used to keep auditions, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So we went up there and I played music. You know, uh, Lindo and Blessed also DJed for him and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it became there was there was a there was something that started there that day. Yeah. So he said, you know what, I'm gonna work with you guys. I became a box boy on Red Flame originally. So you know, it was you were on process. Red Flame, bro. Yes, I was on Red Flame. That's how I really got the love for the reggae music. But yeah. in love, we played reggae, but we also played hip hop. We played R and B. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the first record I ever bought was Soul to Soul. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Back to Life. Yeah. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where it started. And we used to rock the party with the Back to Life with the one turntable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had on the was a 12 inch. Yeah. And on the one side, it had the instrumental and the acapella. Yes. And on the next side, mm-hmm. it had the album cut. Mm-hmm. It had like a dance music cut mm-hmm. and maybe like an extended version. Well, we didn't have all that many records at that time because we were using lunch money. At that time, we used to cut class and we used to go down to Carnival Records. Wow, right by on Young Street. 
Carnival was Young Street. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That's originally where we used Mm -hmm. to go. Mm -hmm. We couldn't buy that many records, you know what I mean? We had to tuck a couple in the the backpack, (laughs) you know what I mean? I think it was us that maybe caused them to get mirrors in the place, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, that's where we started, was buying a few records. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, we didn't have that many. So throughout the party, you might hear the album cut uh, at 12 o'clock. By 1.30, we might drop the dance mix on (laughs) you of the same song. God, there's only so much music that you could play. You see what I mean? Yeah. And then you got to Red Flame. So you said you were a box boy on Red Flame. Yeah, man. I mean, when I came around Red Flame, it was a real learning process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Spider, I learned a lot from from that sound. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? That was a sound now that had a lot of dub plates. Yeah. That was into the clashing. Yeah. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's where I got the love for the clashing from, was witnessing from the cutting of the dubs to the preparation to the... I mean, those days, it meant something to be part of a sound. Of course. You know what I mean? It was there was a status that came with that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was it was it was something. It was a time that I'm I'm very glad to be a part of. Yeah, because I noticed that as much as we love the music, it's a lot different now. One hundred percent than it was at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And how long were you actually on Red Flame for? Again, uh, it was about two two summers. Yeah, that that I was with Red Flame. You know yeah. what I mean? The only time I played Red Flame was I played an early warm for Red Flame. Yeah, in a party that was King Turbo, Berry Culture, all these sounds who were established yeah. sounds at the time. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I played the early warm, thinking I was gonna to play the dance. Yeah. Well, once King Turbo and Berry Culture and all the big sounds came in, mm-hmm. Spider took over at that point. Mm-hmm. So I mean. I can tell you there was the one dance that I did yeah. play for yeah. Red Flame. Otherwise, my name is called up in a lot of the dubs at that time. It was part of the process of, you know, cutting the dubs, yeah. lifting up the box, yeah. reaching the dance, being there early, setting up. Those days, you know, like we were talking about, there was the sound effects machine. Mm-hmm. There was also the drum machine. Yes. You know what I mean? So sometimes I would work the drum machine. I got bad on it. Okay. Bust a couple buttons yeah. along the way. <laughs> yeah. Doom, doom, yeah. You know what I mean? And then there was also the sound effects box that we yeah. spoke about earlier, you know what I mean? With so the I mean, rooster and uh, the siren effect and all of those stuff there. Exactly. Red Flame had it too, you know. Yeah. Then you needed a man to wipe off the records at yeah. that time. Because even at that time, we would spray records if they didn't sound right. All the dubs were getting sprayed with yeah. water. So someone had to wipe those off, put yeah. them back in their case and appropriately. So it was a whole process. Mm-hmm. And I was glad to be part of that process because I learned a lot. No, that's big. Red Flame Big bad red flame. The big bad red. You know what I mean? From yeah, those right. times. So I guess okay. So you did spin love for a bit. Right. You did red flame for a bit, and then I guess after that is when you decided to build Soul Survival. Exactly. Mm-hmm. After that is when I decided to build Soul Survival. Mm-hmm. All along, you know, I was amongst uh, heavyweight for a little while. Learned a lot from Ronnie Culture as well. What? Yeah, man. You know, what I, I didn't mean? know that, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. Was, was amongst Ronnie Culture for a little bit as well. Learned yeah. from him. He's a great DJ. Yeah. You know what I mean? Knowledgeable guy. So mm-hmm. you know. And um, made some cassettes with heavyweight and, again, organized the dubs, cut a few yeah. dubs. You know what I mean? Never played a dance for heavyweight. Okay. Um, and then at that point, you know, like I said, always being around Soul City and that's where the soul came from. We said, you know what? We've got artists around us. Yeah. We, you know what I mean? We've got people that raid us. Let's start our own thing. Let's feature these Canadian artists. Yeah. Cut some, some dubs from Jamaica. Put them on the same rhythm. Try to package it up. You know what I mean? Presented to the people. Yeah. Because I know you guys were one of the early songs to really start cutting a lot of Canadian artists. This is one true. time, you would have like King Turbo, they would cut couple. Yes, they had the Jeffrey Bumper and the Slack Irie and all those stuff there. Jeffrey but they wouldn't. Judah. Yeah. <laughs> Big up Jeffrey Judah. Yeah, man. But you wouldn't 
there wasn't anybody, even Red Flame too, they cut a, they cut a couple of Canadian local artists, but there was nobody that had as much as you guys did at any one time. This is, I would believe that would be true. We, we really tried to, to push the Canadian aspect of it, mm-hmm. being a Canadian sound, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, that we tried to, to push the Canadian artists. That's something that I don't see now in the business as much as, as we used to see, yeah. sounds affiliated with artists, so yeah. to speak. You know what I mean? That's true. You see, they'd cut a one-off. We know, okay, Lindo has a hot song, so they're going to go cut Lindo. Blessed has a hot song. Whoever else has a hot song, they're going to go cut it. But nobody says, okay, you know what? This is my artist. Every time we play, you're going to hear two, three, four, five of these guys. Exactly. I even see right now to this day, you guys even cut like a lot of Esco Levi and stuff like that. Esco, we have to big up Esco, the Juno yeah. gods. You know what I mean? Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. Esco are one of the artists too. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, like I said, Muscle, there's so many artists. There's a lot of Canadian artists that we have on mm-hmm. dub. I mean, from Mishimi right down the line. Bro, you have Mishimi on dub, bro? Definitely, man. That's a Canadian artist. That's a Canadian icon. The you know queen. What I mean? The queen. We, we have so much talent here in Canada around us, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And sometimes y- y- I feel that it's not utilized to the fullest that it could yeah. be, you know what I mean? So, again, yeah, I mean, from the Toba Chungs to the even Blacker Rose yes. to the Lindo P's. Lindo P yeah. was there as an artist as well from the beginning mm-hmm. on dub to the Blesseds to the uh, Humble Lions, yes. to the uh, the list goes on and yeah. on and on. You know what I mean? And you guys were featuring them like that. Definitely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then now you guys said, okay, you wanted to build a sound, you guys build a sound, did the clash with Ultima and all that stuff there. When did you guys go from local to now into the big league where people are really noticing, okay, this sound is bad. What was the first clash that really brought you guys there? say it was Ron Nelson. Ron Nelson? It was Ron Nelson in 2011. Yeah. would have been the first organized clash, so to speak. He okay. called us for Fully Loaded. Yes. So you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there was like two or three spaces left. Yeah. We got the call. Yeah. Sure, we took the date. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Excited about it. Ended up winning. Definitely wasn't the the, 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 the the pick to win. And this was the 2011 Fully Loaded. 2011 Fully Loaded. Walk us through that night there. Where where, where did they actually keep that clash there? Uh, they kept that clash on in Brampton, man. What was the place called again, man? Oh, I man. think I know. It wasn't the Zone 1 place. It was no. like another one-way place where they didn't use it too much. Man, it kind of looked like a barn. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking you about. Know? Yep. Yeah, and they kept it there. And um, yeah, there was a lot of sounds in it that year. There was Outcast, Don Rankin. Mm-hmm. There was Climax. There was uh, many of them, you know what I mean? Kevlar, okay. Tone, and... A bunch more. A bunch of bad songs. Yeah. A bunch of bad songs. And then I guess, okay, they put you guys, you guys were one of the last songs to actually get in. Mm-hmm. You guys walked in the place. So what was the mood from you guys walked into the place of Fully Loaded that night? Boy, I remember the night muscle. There was a sound from Texas named Super Gold. Yes. I hadn't heard of Super Gold the night. Yeah. Now, I mean, we had cut maybe four or five bounties. So we thought, okay. Yeah. We, we, our bounties, we have to use them wisely. Yeah. So, you know, Super Gold plays before us, and we've been hearing about this big, bad song from Texas that's got all these tunes. One of the biggest boxes in the world, probably, okay. argumentatively, for yeah. sake. And, uh, you know, the first round, Super Gold plays before us. I mean, they wheeled off about 100 bounties. <laughs> Knocked out a couple of the, the few that we had, and yeah. we said, wow, it's going to be a long night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I remember that. I remember a lot of songs did well that night. Yeah. Um, that night, we also, for the first night, we were introducing Junior Selector. Okay. Okay. So yeah. he was at that time like 14 years old. Yeah. Right? So, you know, there was a little bit of um, lash, so to speak, from the public at mm-hmm. that time as to 
we maybe we should not be bringing a 14-year-old into a, a, a rough environment as such. Where is this child's parents? Okay. Right? Yeah. Not knowing that this child's parents is in the dance. <laughs> they they, they like brought him. Yeah. No, nobody can't do yeah. this child, nothing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We're there with him. And, and you know, we don't kill champion. We build champion. Of course. And, you know, I mean, we, we, we brought Junior Selector forth at that time. He was definitely the younger, the youngest selector at that time that had done it. For sure. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and coming out with this, with this young kid, a lot of these guys thought that they were going to run over us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that this this kid might not have the knowledge of music that he does. Mm-hmm. To be playing music that was voiced long before he was born and to actually have knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing thing to see. Big, you know? big, big. And who was actually playing the song that night there? That night, um, Junior Selector was playing the sound. Yeah. And Bumpy Rage yeah. was the MC. Okay. So we had recently, yeah, at that time, we had recently acquired Bumpy Rage as an MC. Yeah. So, you know, he was at the time he was in training of being an MC. Yeah. And Junior was in training of being a war yeah. selector. So you right. have two people that training right now that the spotlight's on right away. Right away. Yeah. Instantly mm-hmm. from that night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then again, the next year, 2012. Mm-hmm. Win again. Who did Tinder? Okay, the 2011. Who did it come down to? Was it was there actually Dub for Dub or what happened in the 2011 one? Dub for Dub with yeah. Outcast. But Outcast. Yep. Okay, so then that's where the whole rivalry with you and Outcast really started. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Okay. Yeah, and it was in Brampton as well, which was Outcast territory at that time. They had many fans. Yeah, I must say it was mm-hmm. that sound that many people was following. Bad yeah. sound Outcast. Of you know, bad, bad song. So wow. it was definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you defeated them in the 20, uh, 2011, yes. and then clearly you're the champion, so you're coming back to 2012. Correct. So what was the difference in the 2012 now? Because you guys are more seasoned now. A year passed. Mm-hmm. You guys know what you're doing. What was the real difference with the 2012 versus the 2011? I would say, um, I mean, there wasn't a lot of difference. Uh, many of the same sounds were on it. I mean, okay. it was minus the climax yeah. and minus the uh, super gold. There were some other sounds that was added. But, um, I mean, again, yeah. it was um, Outcast, Don Rankin, and many others. Top okay. quality sounds yeah. at the time. You know what I mean? And what really, what did you guys use that night? What was the game plan going in? And what did you guys use to actually win for two times back to back? Well, I think... Uh, the first night, the junior selector aspect was definitely a surprise to people. Got they thought it would be a walkover. Mm-hmm. So the next year was more of a, they were, they knew what was coming at them now. Mm-hmm. So they were prepared for it. Yeah. So it wasn't as much of dissing the young selector. Mm-hmm. It was more of knowing that, that this selector is bad, yeah. giving him his credit. Yeah. Right? So he had proven himself to be definitely a threat mm-hmm. at that point. Again, Bumpy Rage was also had the experience of the year before and so okay. on and so forth. So, I mean, boiled down to Outcast, we won. Hold on. So, two years back to back, yes. it came down to you guys and Outcast. Yes. 2011 and 2012. Yeah. Right. That's crazy right there. And what's the chances of that happening where you guys keep meeting and you guys keep beating them? You know what I mean? Like I said, the both clashes were in Brampton. Yeah. And Outcast was, was hot at the time. Yeah. And Outcast had a fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that had anything to do with the dance being kept there. Okay. But um, so to speak, that's what happened. Yeah. So there was definitely a, an obstacle at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As 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 well as 
Uh, some other songs, I, I mean, I can't quite recall at the time, but there were some other songs that, that definitely had fans okay. at that time following yeah. them. So, I mean, at that time, we didn't have as many. So it was a more of an uphill battle for us. Yeah. Right? We were new in the Clash industry. Mm-hmm. So, and Do you remember what dub was the final decision maker that you guys played? Say, yes, this is it right here. I, I know uh, the Dennis Brown definitely um, did some damage big, in Tune big, for Tune. Big. We also had a John Holt at the time. Yeah. Uh, Sound Boy Come to Soul Survival School, that one there, did damage the 90s. Okay. As well. And a few Marcia Griffiths. Yeah. Did some damage as well. Okay, so it was more foundation hardcore dubs. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It it boiled down to the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, because if you looked over the years, you guys, how many times do you think you clashed with um, Ocas? Otherwise, from that, um, there was was another time that we had clashed, but uh, neither of us had won that clash. I believe it was uh, one of the Badadan clashes. Yes, that's the one, and you'd Mm -hmm. go to Europe if you win that one. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, that's big right there. Wow. So then, okay, the first two fully loaded, and then what was the next step in the Soul Survival careers? After that, I believe um, I have to say big up to Randy and Jill because I yeah. believe it was Randy and Jill after that that had contacted us. We got involved in the Sound Rage yes. series. Yes, yes, You know what I mean? And do you remember what year that was? You know, I can't tell you the year muscle. I can't tell you, say it was at Hickory House. So those were the days when, when Hickory House was, was alive and well, yeah. you know what I mean, in okay. Scarborough. Yeah, that dance was with uh, Magash and yes. Lionheart and Stepper's Choice. Yeah. And um, it was us and Stepper's Choice in the end. It was kind of an abrupt ending to that clash. There okay. was no tune for tune. Yeah. They gave it to Stepper's Choice. That was the first song rage that we were in. Yeah. So we got called again the next year, mm-hmm. I believe. And we, we were up against um, Twin Star and Yarid from yes. America. Yeah. We win that one as well. Yeah. I think that was 2016 by mm-hmm. this time. Okay. Um, we win that one as well. So you guys have a good five years of clashing under your belt by the time you reach here. So then you guys know what you're doing right now. Definitely. You know what I mean? When it comes to some of the trophies in your box, all right, what would you say is your most cherished trophy that you guys have won? Wow, that's hard to say, Muscle. Yeah. That's hard to say. You know <laughs> One I mean? that you know you played your heart out for or something happened, something that just sticks in your heart. Well, I mean, one of the more recent ones, the most recent one actually that, that really, you know, sticks to me is the is the, the Delta Force. Just yes. because Delta Force is a sound that, you know, I was listening to from, from Cassette Days Muscle. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. And, and being the original yeah. cassette man at <laughs> the place, you, you must yeah. know, cause enough of them cassette and uh, you may get them yeah. from. Okay? Enough of yeah. them cassette did mark two line pan it. Yeah. And, you know, the days of the Delta Forces and the, the Lee's Unlimited and these songs, the, the, the Road Stars. Yeah. And the, you know, we used to love these songs and listen to these songs, you know. Yeah. So that was a big thing. To, to beat Delta Force, to me, was, it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, but then that's big right there because I think that dance actually kept, it was last year, yes. late last year it actually kept. Who won that clash? We won. You guys won? Yeah. All right, what was it like in that clash? What was the hardest part of actually winning that clash here? Well, I would say, I mean, that sound has, has so much classic music, man. I mean, Nicodemus and Bojo's like we, crazy. We say they have the Nicodemus and those there. Yeah, man, they have some yeah. great Nicodemus. They have, you know I mean, Bojo endlessly, um, have the hammer mouths and all the all the, the great songs from yeah. the late 80s to the early 90s. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
and I mean, they're, they're fully loaded, mm -hmm. I must say. Mm -hmm. Delta Force was in Canada at one time, too. I know a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, Delta Force was in Canada. Again, in the early 90s, they used to play with Soul Action and some of yeah. them songs. So that's yeah. the same Delta Force? It's the same Delta Force. That was a branch of the same Delta Force. They had I the same did Delta not Prince. know that. I right. didn't know that. So the sound is originally from Trelawney. Yeah. Right? I have to say big up to Maggie, you know, and Maggie sounds too. Yes, it comes yes, from a place yes. in a Falmont. Yeah. I think it's called Bunty Hall. Yes. Where they come yes, from. But yeah, yeah that, that, that song is from the 80s, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, they've been cutting songs for many, many years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Delta Force A. So what was it the deciding factor to actually win that clash? Here? I think with, with winning that clash, the team came up with a, with a strategy because he calls himself, uh, the, the person that was playing the sound, his name is Roundhead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bad selector and thing. He, and his thing was he calls himself the shoes boss yeah. or the shoes guy. Yeah. And he would come out with these, you know, a bright outlandish sparkling shoes yeah so you know we realize boy to kill the man you have to kill the shoes yeah <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> so yeah. we link we link up bridge and we say yo you know so we want to cut some general b yeah because general b have a song some boy body not them new pants and them new shoes and can't do yeah. it from that song play yeah the whole vibes change. Because the man play a first round where yeah. me I tell about a million dollar worth of dub plate flying in yeah. the first round. So we did have to find a weapon designed for, for take him out. You see, in today's market, it's not really about money right now. It's more about strategy mm -hmm. and knowing how to play where you have. Because right now, everybody could get anybody right now. There's nobody that you this cannot get. No, there's you know what I mean? Get so then you understood, we have to use our mind in this one here. Definitely. Yeah. Creativity, you know what I mean? I think creativity usually wins mm -hmm. uh, because it's, it's something that is possibly lacking in the business right now, Muscle. You know what I mean? Every, as you said, everybody has access to the top artists and the most current music and up-to-date music, you know? Yeah. So uh, it's a, it, it could be, you can break it down to a money factor and say, whoever has such and such amount of money can have yeah. such and such songs. But it's the way you cut the song. It's the rhythm that you put the songs on. It's the lyrics that you, you designed, right? Mm -hmm. These are the things that determine creativity. You yeah, know? because it's no longer where it comes down to, oh, this is... We spent ten thousand dollars on dub. That doesn't mean anything anymore, at not, all. Not in nobody this day cares. Age. You know what I mean? Nobody cares. No, not in this day and age, man. It's like I even remember when um, Garnet Silk died. This is probably like '93 time. You know, hard. We tried to get Garnet Silk. You know, hard, and we could not get him. We ended up getting um, Altam Black, and we were so mad. It's like. Yes, we want garnet silk. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then yeah. after just, this is okay. We got something in our box here. But that just goes to show. But if yeah. that fast forward now to like mm. 2020, 2019, I got to just check you on Facebook. I know somebody that's running a dub program. I could get anybody right now. Well, I mean, this is what it is. Nowadays, it's like shopping. It's like grocery shopping. I mean, these guys can go online. They can see a list of artists and a mm. list of prices and pick what they want and you know, you, you send the money, you transfer the money, it drops in your email. We're yeah. not really from that era. Yeah. See, the era when we first started cutting dub plates, we had to actually get on a plane and fly to Jamaica. Now, to get some of these artists, mm -hmm. it was nothing like today because there yeah. was not internet in those days. Yeah. So you couldn't just look them up. Mm -hmm. You had to find somebody that knew them, knew where they were. Yeah. I mean, there's so many stories we could get into. When I first cut Cobra, yeah. we went to Portmore to go look for Cobra. We went okay. to Cobra's yard. Yeah. And you know what I mean? 
I think we might have even woke Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Said, we need some dubs. Yeah. He said, okay, at such and such a time, meet me at Record Factory Studio. We're yeah. going to do the dubs. Mm -hmm. and, and so it, it, it be. Sometimes you'd go to artists' yard and they're not there. Yeah. You'd have to say, mommy, we want to cut some song with your picnic. Where am they? <laughs> you understand yeah. what I mean? Crazy. We, sometimes you had to go through a rusty shank yeah. or a rusty cutlass. Sometimes <laughs> you had to go through a road dog or a road manager mm -hmm. to get to some of these artists. Yeah. So it wasn't as accessible as it is today. Mm -hmm. Which again, I mean, to have a dub from Alton Black is, is, is something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really something. No, you're right. Because even then, remember, you'd go to like a jammy studio or something. And just the energy, the vibe to see her, to hear your dub getting cut right there. And as you said, it's going straight to plate. It's a different feeling. Definitely. Different feeling. Definitely. And there were so many artists at the time that used to hang out at the studio because that was the way that they ate, right? Yeah. So they would be at the studios and you'd go to the studio with something in mind and you may leave the studio with something totally different. 100% agree. You know what I mean? You may sit at the studio for hours, um, you know, waiting upon a certain artist mm -hmm. or end up getting an artist that you didn't even have in mind. But I mean, that was the vibes at that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're 100% right. Since we're talking about dubs, tell me three of your favorite dubs in your box. Three of my favorite dubs? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. And why? Well, one of my favorite dubs, mm -hmm. I would have to say, is Barry Brown. Okay. Right? The right. reason why is because I, I rate Barry Brown as a singer, and I got the opportunity to voice my Barry Brown's live. Yeah. You know what I mean? I went to Jamaica, met Barry Brown, vice Barry Brown at the studio. I believe it was Record Factory. Okay. At that time. Yeah. That with voice Barry Brown. And, um, you know, went back a few years later in mind to voice more Barry Brown. And yeah. was was so disappointed to hear that the man had passed away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, again, thankful for the opportunity to meet him mm -hmm. and be able to voice the dubs then. So, yeah, I mean, the Barry Brown yeah. means a lot to me. Um, I think the Dennis Browns them definitely mean a lot just because of, of how he, he grew to be you know, the crown prince of reggae music yeah. and his dubs became so, I don't want to say rare, but yeah. they're like gems in the business, you know, as well as Garnet Silk yeah. and, and a few others, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I'd say the third would probably be Baby Wayne. Yeah. Again. Yes, guy. Old Scalawa. Because yeah. of the experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of cutting the dub, mm -hmm. going to Sapphire Studio, mm -hmm. meeting Baby Wayne. You know, dealing with Wayne and just how Wayne still. Yeah. Antics, <laughs> you know what I mean? Different character, you know. A, yeah. Definitely a yeah. character, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And actually getting the dub played, it was like a mission. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As I remember a few times being 19, 20 years old mm -hmm. and, you know, survival in the early days and getting on a plane, going to Jamaica. I mean, people our age, we knew weren't doing these things. There's no way. They thought we were crazy. 100%. With a cool five or a cool yeah. eight grand in your pocket, <laughs> say, you're going to go cut dub plates. You don't know where you're staying. In a foreign country, boss. In a foreign country. You yeah. don't know where you're staying. I mean, we, we, we were in hotels. We stayed with friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? In some terrible places as mm -hmm. well. You know what I mean? Just to get dub plates. Mm -hmm. We put ourselves in the line of fire many yeah. times. You know what I mean? And again, we didn't realize mm -hmm. what we were doing or where we were. Mm -hmm. We just loved the music so much yeah. that the music brought us to some places that we didn't know at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember one time I was in Jamaica amongst Junior Cat. 
Yes. Said he was going to bring us to a bar. We went to meet a, a man by the name of Mikey Slew. Yeah. <laughs> I will never yeah. forget that day. That was down in Rockfort Gardens. Yeah. And the day we went down there, you know, there was a group of people outside that had gathered around. Okay. And I mean, I, I kind of felt some eyes on me, you know. Mm-hmm. And Kat said to me, Boy, Pablo, no feel no way, you know. Yeah. Some of them people here, I not see white people yeah. in real life yet, you know. <laughs> TV alone, them see them, pan, you know. So, yeah. I mean, this was back before the days of the movie Belly, for instance. Yeah. So when you seen when the car was driving out muscle yes. and all the kids were running with the car, yeah. I'd wait till the car stop at the next intersection or lights, banging on the window, begging you a change and all yeah. these things. These are the things that we seen and we went through in real life. Real life. So we experienced a lot of things. Mm-hmm. to get these dubs and that's why they mean something to us till this day you know what i mean no you're 100 percent right and yeah. even now you brought up on belly with louis rankin mm-hmm. i know you guys did a lot of work with louis rankin definitely, also definitely. and i mean yeah, give yeah. us some stories you guys when you guys were around louis rankin oh man um i mean i could tell you a lot of stories about louis again louis was a character himself you know yeah. what i mean one thousand percent great artist great actor mm-hmm. you know what i mean um, in 2015, I uh, was amongst, again, Louis Rankin, Junior Cat, Glenn Ricks. Okay. Gotta say big up to Glenn Ricks, you know, first black man to win a Juno in Canada. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's big. And another artist would I worked amongst mm-hmm. extensively, you know what I mean, in his career. But at that time, um, we got a call because Louis was involved in a movie. Okay. They were shooting a movie, which is still hasn't come out, but it is in the process of coming out. Because some of these films take quite some time. In Years sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the movie's called uh, We Run These Streets. And uh, it's a gang movie, you know, uh, about, you know, Canada and the gangs and so on and so forth. So I was asked to be in the movie, which, again, I mean, wow, this is, you know, okay. the first for me. I've yeah. never acted. I've never been on TV or any of these things. I yeah. didn't know music would take me to these places. You yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, a gentleman by the name of Ruckus. Yeah. Ruckus Films, you know. And, and um, I ended up, the three scenes, you know, was crazy. I, I ended up on a yacht. Yeah. I can't swim. <laughs> so that, that didn't go all that well. Okay? Yeah. The next scene I'm in, I'm hitting the producer with a chair. Yeah. And he said, you know, just, just hit me over the back here with yeah. the chair. It's going to come apart. Well, I swung a little high. Yeah. I hit the man in the back <laughs> of his neck and his head. And man, this, this, this isn't going well. Get this guy off of the set. You know what I mean? <laughs> so my third scene that I was in, I was part of a skinhead gang. Okay. In the movie. I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody. Anyways, I had yeah. to call her Louie. Yeah. Right? So again, I'd never done this before. Mm-hmm. They said, call her Louie. Louie's yeah. there sitting at the bar. You know, Louie, being Louie. Mm-hmm. And, and I had to walk over to him and collar him. Yeah. So the first time I collared him, you know, I was a little bit excited, you know. Yeah. The bright lights are shining <laughs> on me and this and that. Yeah. The man said to me, hey, Pablo, my know you're calling me. I said, all right, me for take it easy. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, that's, I, I can I can remember a lot of funny times with Louie. Because when you're around Louie, I mean, it's pure jokes. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, real general. Rest in peace to the general. Yeah, man. no, that's so crazy. There, I can't wait to see that movie. I really want to see, especially you acting in a movie. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, you man. know what I mean. I'm, I can't wait for it either because I'm. I mean, I'm waiting for my royalty slice. Yeah. To come out, you know what I mean? So, come on, somebody yeah, got to send that. Man. When it comes to the Canadian clash market mm-hmm. versus the international clash market, mm-hmm. how do you feel right now? How do you feel about the Canadian market and the international clash market? I mean, the Canadian clash market, Canada is the place to be. Okay. I mean, Canada in the clash scene has grown so much. Yeah. Again, in the past few years. Back in the 90s, it used to be very popular and we used to all love it. Mm-hmm. You know, 
again, with the dances, we didn't care who was keeping the dances. Yeah. From we heard that, you know, Jaro or whomsoever was here. What? And it's in a, a banquet yeah. hall out in the West End. We were there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We, we love this music. We love the culture. So we want to see what's happening. You know what I mean? I feel like nowadays... Some of it is about who's keeping the park yeah. or whose promotion is it and so on and so forth when it's so far away from that. But in Canada, I think that the business is growing on a yeah. rapid pace. Okay. That there's sounds being created every day. Mm -hmm. People's coming out with new sounds. Lots of dubs are being voiced. Lots of sounds. Lots of clashes are in, in, the, in the works for 2020. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good look, man. Definitely. Yeah. Versus the international now. Yeah. I mean, um, the international market on a larger scale, I think financially, just mm -hmm. because the numbers of people, like, for instance, if you go to New York, yeah, the numbers of people that would come out to an event like that may be a lot more than a, the Canadian numbers. Therefore, Got the you. finances may be different. But, I mean, musically, I feel the quality of music is straight across the board. Right across the board. Definitely. Because I remember one time when it came to the Clash market, New York really had a stranglehold on it. Definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. For a long time. Yeah. But I feel that, you know, Canada is definitely up to par, and Canadian mm -hmm. sounds can compete with, with sounds from across the world. Yeah. Definitely. When it comes to some songs that's your nemesis, who you put on the board right now? Nemesis some, meaning? As in either you kill them. They killed you back or somebody that it's just anytime you guys are in one clash, this is going to be spicy. It's going to be spicy. Yeah. Man. Boy, I mean, I tell you, um, I mean, Outcast again, yeah. was what there was. A, there was a bit of a rivalry with Outcast, And yep. I think that something might be missing in the business right now, too. One thousand percent agreed. It's a bit of rivalry. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? In the beginning. The, um, I mean, there might have been a little bit of rivalry with, with Climax. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? In regards to the first fully loaded and mm -hmm. the second. The third fully loaded we were in, I believe Climax did win that okay. night. Yeah, yeah, we were eliminated. They said we played over a song. So, but the audio yeah. stays different. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. still, have to, still have to give respect for the opportunity, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I believe Climax won that year. So there's a bit, there might be a bit of a rivalry there as well. Yeah. And, and in that sense, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which Canadian dinosaur haven't you clashed that you want to clash? Dinosaur, I'd say, well, you know, I'd love to clash Superfresh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think super. I rate Superfresh as a bad song. I yeah. don't clash song women I rate. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. We so, say Fresh is who you'd really want to. Sure. I'd love, yeah, Superfresh for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, man, Fresh has been a bad song from back how long with Six, when Six, um, Steeny was on it those times from back then. Bad, bad song. Definitely. International song. Who is it that you'd really want to clash right now? International song. Um, I got a clash coming up soon with with Fargo. Okay. Um, that's in March. Yeah. March twenty eighth. Actually, mm -hmm. the clash is called Apocalypse. It's yeah. royalty, soul yes. survival. Seen and, that and one. Fargo. Yeah. So I've been in a few clashes with American songs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I said, I've clashed Super Gold. Mm -hmm. um, I've also beat Cosmic. Okay. Cosmic Movements. That was the first time they came to Canada. We clashed them one on yeah. one. We beat them. Uh, we beat uh, Yarid as yeah. well. You know what I mean? Another bad sound, um, Holy Pasang. Mm -hmm. um, we also beat a sound from Europe that came here again one on one. That mm -hmm. was at Sankofa named Insurgency Sound. Okay. Loaded again. Yeah. Lots of Marleys, lots of Busies, lots of yeah. bad songs. Some real different set of songs that nobody would think to cut. These guys have. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. The European style, I rate the European style. You know, they go hard. They, mm -hmm. they, they go in a different lane sometimes as us. Yeah. I think the culture music is a little bit 
more respected. For sure. Let's say in 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 Europe right. as versus North America. For sure. I know we are a real hardcore dance hall place. We love yeah. our culture music same way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But otherwise from that, I mean it's it's you can tell the style is yeah. different in the cutting, but it's the same reggae music that yeah. we love. Mm-hmm. And you're 100% right on that. When it came when it comes to international, where is it that Soul Survivor would like to go and actually clash and play out? Well, I mean, we've had a few calls from New York, which okay. we're hoping things will pan out. After okay. the Delta Force clash recently, we got a few calls from New York. So we're hoping something's going to pan out in later end of the year. Okay. We're looking forward to that. Jamaica is a place that we've played, um, you know, many times we've played in Jamaica. Never clashed in Jamaica. Never so clashed in Jamaica. Never clashed in Jamaica. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be an honor mm-hmm. to clash in Jamaica. That's something that definitely we'd look forward to as well. You yeah. know what I mean? That's big, big, big there, you know what I mean? Talking about Jamaica, who's your favorite dinosaur from Jamaica? Sound clash-wise, yeah. dinosaur? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd have to give it to Ricky Trooper still. Mikhail I, go kn- I knew 100% you, know you were going to say that. There's so many that, that I respect, though. I mean, from, from Jack, yeah. um, Black Scorpio, to, to um, Jammies. Mm-hmm. There's so many that, that I have to give respect because that whole era was such a great era mm-hmm. that I think we all kind of learned from that era and got to love reggae music yeah. from that era, got us interested into the sound business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're my trendsetter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, for sure, because when it comes to the dinosaurs, we're talking about, man, like Trooper, Mataran, um, Baby Face. We're talking so much of them. Definitely. Back then, it was such a different vibe. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everything was just more, it felt more authentic back then Definitely. than it does right now. Right now, it just feels like people are just, I have access, so I'm going to try a thing and do a thing. I'm going to put a gazillion songs in a laptop. You don't know how many songs I have. You don't know if I have three dubs or 3,000 dubs. Right. And let's see what happens. Well, exactly. Again, I mean, I remember going to dances when we had a dub box with maybe 15 dubs in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember one time we played uh, Kingston 11 Splash. Okay. In in, uh, Cockburn Penn Primary School, you know, Kingston 11. Every artist you could imagine, Holy Passant, Stone Love, Exodus, Nuclear, and Alaska. And yeah. I believe all matter on the depth on the dance and didn't show that night. They okay. Stone Love, when Stone Love opened up them, them dub boxes, come can't say box, you know, boxes, and them long like 45 box. And we are look and we are say, what? <laughs> the one of them are dub? Mm-hmm. A lot of mercy. Yeah, because remember when it was, but that's what's missing in this era. Because you remember when Jaro used to come up with mm-hmm. Trooper. Trooper was the first and only person I seen used to travel with like five to seven dub boxes. Yeah. And I mean, how does this guy know where all the songs, where all the dubs are? It was amazing. Mm-hmm. A lot of the sounds, they would get bossy with it and line them out on the table. Yes. And it was all a tactic, you know. That, that time, no. <laughs> remember, say, we can't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. How we don't want it. Look, are we? So. Uh, our piles are going to be this big. You see me? Yeah. A good old one. <laughs> so we realized, say, you know what? We keep our, our arsenal mm-hmm. in at the box. Yeah. We keep the, the shot them in at the clip. Yeah. And when we're ready to fire them, we fire them. Yeah. We weren't too bossy with it like that. But I noticed there was a lot of songs that, that at that time period had many, many dubs over we. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just love the music so much, and I kind of had a fearless attitude, you know, mm-hmm. that we're going to just go for it. You know what I mean? You're right. 2020 is here. What could we expect from Soul Survival in 2020? In 2020, well, I mean, there's so many things happening. Um, mm-hmm. We have Survival Records, which, you know, I'm producing some songs. I've been working with a lot of top quality artists like okay. Yami Bolo, Junior Cat, yeah. and many others, you know okay. what I mean? Um, I have some sh- songs as well from Sean Storm that I 
produced that haven't touched the road yet. What? Yeah, we have a lot of songs in the catalog we've yeah. been working on. Uh, I mean, we also do promotions, mm -hmm. so we keep we keep parties as well, right? We have a big party coming up uh, February the 29th. Mm -hmm. It's called From Then Till Now. Yeah, and it's a, it's a tribute to the living legends. You know what I mean? We feel like we have a lot of living legends amongst us. Yeah, as as sound man, you know what I mean? That that um, may not possibly get the the respect mm -hmm. or the or the, the top boat that them deserve and these are the people that set the trends mm -hmm. uh, for us you know what i mean as selectors coming up going to house parties and i remember you know the barry cultures and obviously the red flames yeah. and the ones we've talked about but the soul actions and all these songs yeah. that had their own kind of vibe to them mm -hmm. but had, were top quality songs at the time mm -hmm. you know what i mean and you kind of look up to them and you say yeah you know what I mean? All them bounties and all these tunes and the the swagger. It was yeah. a swagger as well. The way that you understand sound man dressed at the time. They carried themselves a certain way. Nowadays, you know what I mean? You see a man far with a clash in a sweatpants yeah. and these things. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you know, man would bush out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there was an aura of mm -hmm. a sound man. Being yeah. part of a, a team like that carried mm -hmm. a respect and an honor. Nowadays, I feel like selectors kind of go from sound to sound, like nonchalantly almost. And it's and it's really nothing. Like nobody says, oh, hey, you jumped wrong. Who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody, nothing. Nobody cares about anything anymore. And that's really what it comes down to. Loyalty is, mm -hmm. is few and far from. That's why I have to big up my team. You know? Yeah. Because I have one of the greatest team mm -hmm. in our business, may I tell you. Yeah. I have to big up Blacks and Trixley and Vibes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Junior and Beagle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because any great sound or any great entity, it, even if you see a one person upon the forefront, mm -hmm. you know, so there's people involved to make sure. that great. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, my respect to each and every one of me I work with. Cause oh, God knows. That's big, 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 mm -hmm. big right there. Something I didn't even get to ask you. When it came to being an MC in the clash, what actually made you pick up a mic and say, you know what? Let me try my hand at this MCing because remember, being an artist is totally different than being an MC. You know? Definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. Well, originally, like, you know, I said, I used to be a selector, you know, mm -hmm. from high school days come straight up. I was a selector. I was kind of, I didn't want to talk the talk of yeah. you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of times, Spider said, yo, your voice bad upon the talk of one. You for talk, but me did scared. Me never want to talk the talk of one. Yeah. I had the music me love. Me did want to play the music. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so after years go by, a lot of people that was close knit with the family and friends. One person I remember off the top of my mind was Lindo P. Yes. He would always say to me, Yo, you need to hold the talk of one, you know. Yeah. You see what I mean? I said, you have the knowledge, you know, mm -hmm. and you have the experience, you know. So are you fit? And, you know, it, it, it played across my mind a few times until the op opportunity came amongst that I said, mm -hmm. you know what, I feel like, say, I'm ready for step out now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've done the selecting thing for a good while now. Yeah. I ventured into producing for a while where I kind of got into the lab. And, you know, the lab was my focus, you know, from mixing and mastering down dubs and vicing dubs in our own studio to getting into the 45s, which is kind of a whole different world, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because when we started the studio, all that we had in mind was dub plates. Yeah. It was straight killing. Yeah. We couldn't see past that. You know there what I mean? No, you, you had no production in mind. That was not part of the deal. None whatsoever. Yeah. Many artists, including Junior Cat, said to me on a few occasions, mm -hmm. we are cut them only per dub for. Yeah. Why you not vice a one, two, forty-five? Okay. And I said to myself, you know, them time they are just killing alone upon my mind. Yeah. So many really I watch that. As time goes by, as some of the greats, mm -hmm. if you notice from 
Stone Love, yeah. to Heat Wave, to you know, the great Bobby Digital. They have sound systems. They evolved to become great producers mm -hmm. and you know what I mean? And put out great music for the people. So, you know what I mean? Stone Love, We Pow. Again, they have their record label. Yeah. You know what I mean? King Jammies. Again, these are people that are sound man at heart, mm -hmm. that love the business, the sound business, and the clash business, and the, the sound culture on a whole. Yeah. And Evely, you know the word, man. Evolution? Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. a point where... Yeah. They're producing music and putting music on road for the people. These are people that know music very well. Yeah. So again, the, these are great people to be become producers. Mm -hmm. you, you're hundred percent right because when you really think about it, your knowledge of the business is so deep, and a lot of people don't really realize that when they sit down and talk to you, it's like, oh, okay. You know what you're talking about because you're coming from Studio One days and all this stuff. Because I know that's where your heart is. Definitely. Studio One. Definitely. The tie into Studio One was a bridge named S. Blank. Okay. See, uh, him teach me about the producing aspect. Okay. He was the first one that I ever started a studio with. Yeah. So from grassroots, him show me. Now, his father is Tommy McCook, who played what? a lot of the Studio One rhythms. Yeah. You know what I mean? A multi-talented. Uh, I know he plays, I believe, the saxophone. Plays many instruments. And he's on many of the Studio One productions. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, we love that music to the heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's that's so crazy. Pablo, it's always a pleasure just sitting down and vibe with you. Now, what's in your mind? A lot of people don't really get to see what's in your mind. You know, you know what I mean? Go muscle. Yeah. We day the same way. You know how it goes. When, yes. Who do you look up to in this business here? In this business? Yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, as a sound, sound clash you're, mm -hmm. you're speaking of, I mean, I would say Mr. Harper. Yeah. I would have Definitely. to look up to Mr. Harper, you know yeah. I mean? Kilimanjaro is a sound where from them have them studio. Yeah. From them time they're to juggling. They're, a lot of people don't realize that Jaro juggle all the while, you know. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not just clash alone. Yeah. And Jaro anniversary where they have holy live artists and these things. So I respect that. I respect Father Paul. What a great businessman who take it to a level where, you know what I mean, a lot of people have to look and say, wow, you know what I mean? The sound is playing in different parts of the world on the same night. You know what I mean? Sound system-wise, great sound system. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I would say internationally them. Here at home, there's so many. I would say Rosa is 1, definitely an icon that I've always respected. Um, uh, also, Upsetter, Leslie. Yes. Upsetter. Yes. You know what I mean? Wow. Tipper Tone as well. The icons in the Canada business. You yeah. know what I mean? You read the whole of them. You know what you're talking about. That's mm -hmm. so crazy. So, so crazy. Before I get you out of here, I got a one round called Rapid Facts. We go through it quickly, then we get out of here. Let's do All it. All right. Let's do it. Okay. What's your favorite color? Favorite color? Yeah. Blue. Your biggest fear? Biggest fear? Yeah. Why? Swimming. Swimming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Favorite food. Favorite food? Yeah. Why? Aki and Saltfish gotta be up there. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Are you a cooker or a cleaner? Why? I'd say a cook. Yeah, cook. a cooker, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love to cook for myself. Yeah. yeah. Got you. What's the last book you read or listened to? The last book? Yeah, you I read, read or, or listened or listen to? to? Yeah. Well, a long time, you know, read a book, you know, muscle cards. Okay. The way our time I fly right yeah. now, you know. And everything digital, you know, you know. So, mm -hmm. me like to watch documentary more than read book, you know. You get it. Because you see the thing now, when you, when you watch a documentary, you get the full aspect of it. They can show you the history and you can hear it. Yeah. More than just for read alone. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Definitely. What's your hobby? My hobby? Mm -hmm. 
oh man, I mean, my hobby would be probably the producing side of the music because yeah. uh, I don't make a lot of money off of it. Yeah. Whereas I make mo the money that I do make in the music business derives from the sound. So you know, I haven't reached the aspect to make money yeah. off of the music that I produce yet. So I would more take that as a hobby, mixing music and yeah. Yeah, in the studio. Makes sense. I got two more in the rapid facts here. You prefer water or juice? Water. Water? Mm -hmm. Sweet or salty? Mm, sweet. Sweet. All right. That's the end of the rapid facts here. Floor is yours. Before we get you out of here, anything you want to say, anything you want to big up, anybody you want to big up, leave your contacts right here. Floor is yours, Pablo. Man, I want to say respect to you, Muscle. You know what I mean? Because original cassette man I business enough yeah. of the, the, the vibes where we used to drive now with car and listen you know remember you're from from Kingston Road days you know yeah. you know what I mean uh, and we have like I said I have cassette number box we're still marked two line music on yeah. it to this day and and I love the the elevation where you reach you know brother car I'm a walk in here so and it look like I mean, did checks I mean I'm a liar's yeah. office yeah. <laughs> I mean the place yeah. it is great to see you reach far in other business I this we like to see yeah you know what I mean but basically, I just want to say to the people, and we love the fans of Canada, you know. Yeah. Canada has been good to Soul Survival Sound, you know, God know. So I respect the people of Canada, you know what I mean? If you want to get in touch with Soul Survival for clash, for juggling, for production, you need dub plate, mix down, any type of thing, you can get all the way. That's soulsurvivalent at gmail.com. Yeah. You can also find us on social media from Facebook to Instagram and yeah, all around. Pablo, it's always a vibe. Always a vibe. The stories you've told, the people are going to love it. I learn a lot of stuff, and I've known you forever. I'm talking, I know you from Frosties. Man, I'm you telling understand? you. That's Frost. a long time ago, man. Yeah. Wow. Years Big up friend. yourself, family. Many more right. years to go. Same to you, family. Respect All right. General. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.